Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by New York Times bestselling author. She shared personal moments in Girl, Wash Your Face and Girl, Stop Apologizing. Her latest book, Didn't See That Coming, is out now. We're joined by author Rachel Hollis. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. Let's go beyond the mic. Rachel is someone who has dealt with divorce and lost siblings myself. I know it's very painful in a dark time in your life. How did you begin to overcome the darkness with the writing of this book? Well, I mean, so when I when I speak about my brother, um, who, who I lost to suicide several years ago, I will tell you that that is a, a long process. And I want to say that to listeners, if you are, you know, if you've lost someone recently, if you've lost someone in the last five years, I think it still feels incredibly close to um, your heart. And it's something that you really struggle with. So I would say with the loss of my brother, that time has really helped. I've done a lot of therapy. I've done a lot of prayer. Um, I've spent time in that grief. And I really believe that grief is an evolution. I think that it changes over time and it becomes something different and new. With uh, the divorce, I'm inside of it now. And so having walked through hard things before, I know that this is going to take a while to come to grips with. And that while I walk through it, I'm going to have to experience that pain. And, you know, this is one of the things that I talk about in the book is that you have to process the pain that you're feeling. Maybe it's, maybe it's the grief over a lost job or maybe you're in a breakup or you're, you have anxiety about the future, whatever it is, you have to allow yourself to feel what you're feeling so that you can process it and then move forward. So it's this idea of how do we hold both um, pain and how do we reach for the future simultaneously. And that's what the book is all about. What's one thing that you want people who are suffering in pain from your experience to know now? You know, my gut, Tom, when he said that was, I want people to know that they are seen. I want people to know that someone else understands their pain. Many, many other people understand that you're hurting. Because I think so often when we're walking through something especially hard, we feel so alone inside of that pain. So the first thing that I want people to hear is it's okay and you are not the only one. Um, the second thing that I want you to really understand, and I know depending on where you are in your grief process that this might be harder to hear, but there are answers out there. There are helpers out there. There are books that you can read. There are counselors you can talk to. There's podcasts, radio shows you can listen to, videos you can watch on YouTube. There's so much information. And I'm the first person to tell people, I I try so hard to take what I've learned and use it to teach others. But if I am not the teacher for you, man, there are so many people who are. And I just want to encourage you to keep looking for the help that you need because it really, truly does exist. Her latest book, Didn't See That Coming, Rachel Hollis, author, joins us beyond the mic. Rachel, in your book, you say, quote, look at your scars, not at your open wounds, unquote. Are your wounds beginning to heal? I think that I have a lot of wounds, and I'll explain this to you for listeners who may not understand. Um, So I have always heard, there's a quote, and I don't know who originally said it, but there's a quote that says that we should teach from our scars, meaning we should teach from the places that we've done the work, that it's healed over, that it's not hurting, that we shouldn't teach from our open wounds, like more recent hurt. And I found myself in a situation writing this book where I was writing this book and then my marriage ended. 
And so I had to make a decision about whether or not I would still do this work knowing that I would be writing from a place of incredible grief and pain. And I made the decision to keep writing and put the book out in the world, even though it's incredibly difficult. I mean, you know, to be inside of this right now and to be doing press and talking to all these people, it is so hard to carry this. That's just honest truth. But I believe that there's power in telling our story. And I believe that even though my wounds and my scars are still very much um, present right now, that part of the healing process is being willing to talk about what's going on. How has this season in your life changed you and your perspective? I really think that what is my perspective from 2020, and I think that this is a lot of us, is I am shocked at how resilient I am. And I thought I was resilient before. Like, I really thought I was so strong, so capable. But I got to tell you, navigating a pandemic, I have four kids, I'm going through this breakup of my marriage. And also I'm a business owner. I run a business where the bulk of our revenue is through live events and through conferences for people. And now I'm inside of this world where I can't. And so I haven't pivoted once, like many business owners, I've pivoted 20 times. And I think I'll probably pivot 10 more before the year is up. So I think I am so surprised at, wow, you really can stand back up and go again. And I think that if listeners would look at their own history, I, I uh, one of my favorite things to tell people to do is get out a piece of paper, open up a notebook, and write a letter to yourself from your resilience. Like, dear Sean, I am your resilience, and this is what I want you to know. And then you just give yourself credit for everything that you have lived through, that you have overcome, the times that you stood back up, and you went again, and you kept showing up because... So often, we really are doing extraordinary things, but we don't ever take time to give ourselves credit for them. So there is incredible power in just acknowledging what you have lived through and allowing it to make you feel strong enough to keep going. So what's the one thing during this coronavirus quarantine that you're very proud of that because of being so isolated, not many people know about? I am incredibly proud of um, how we have pivoted the business. So um, I, I believe we were one of the first people to do a personal development conference virtually. Um, and I'll tell you, we had um, our first conference, we had 83 countries, we had over 50,000 attendees from all over the world, which was uh, something we had never done. We had no idea how to do it, but it was truly one of those moments where it was like, we are going to figure this out or we are going to have to do massive layoffs. And I was like, I will battle to the death. These people are my family and they have families to support and bills to pay. And, um, you know, this is what you take on as a leader. And we figured it out and we continue to figure it out. Like so many other small business owners in this country, um, we don't have time to be sad. We don't have time to cry about it or, um, you know, be pissed off. It's like, no, no, we have work to do. And we have to figure this out right now in real time because we have people who are counting on us. She's shared personal moments in Girl, Wash Your Face, Girl, Stop Apologizing. Her latest book, It's the Touching, Didn't See That Coming. Rachel Hollis, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me today. Oh, Sean, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. And that, my friends, is a Beyond the Mic Shortcut.